This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Hi there, hockey fans, and welcome to PuckCast with Statsman and AJ, Rotowire's hockey podcast show. I'm Paul Bruno, and you can follow me at Statsman22. My partner on these pods, AJ Scholes, is, is back, and you can follow him at AJ Scholes24. That's A-J-S-T-H-O-L-Z-2-4. AJ, I'm pumped today because I won the very prestigious THL Hockey League for the second straight season. In fact, I have cashed in in each of the three seasons I've been in this league, and you know that it includes several Rotowire colleagues, including two of the principal execs of our company, as well as some other highly regarded people in fantasy sports circles. So I'm going to borrow a line from WWE's John Cena one week in advance of WrestleMania. The champ is still here! (laughs) (laughs) Do you engage in season-long fantasy, or is it only the daily games that you play, AJ? What's what's the deal for you in, in the hockey sphere? Yeah, I did uh, kind of join up in a, a season-long league with some of our kind of rotowire uh, NHL breaking news uh, guys here. A little more of a casual league, just uh, just for fun, nothing really on the line. Uh, I did take first place in my half of the league. I won my conference, uh, but got knocked out in the first round of the playoffs as uh, some injuries started to pile up for me. So, you know, just like teams in the NHL, if you can't ride out those injuries, uh, you're really going to be sunk. And then, uh, so yeah, before, uh, before we kick off the rest of the show, though, I'll remind our listeners that throughout the week, if you have questions about your lineups, fantasy hockey, or just hockey in general, if you have playoff questions, anything like that, uh, tweet at us and we'll try to answer your questions either during the week or during one of our shows. As Paul mentioned, you can follow me at AJ Scholes 24, and you can follow him, the Statsman at Statsman 22. All right, AJ, before we get into things, we want to give a nod to one of our sponsors at pristineauction.com. I'll spell that out. It's P-R-I-S-T-I-N-E auction.com. We're talking about uh, daily auctions here, ending nightly with hundreds of lots available, tons of stuff for the man cave, always something perfect for the fan of any team. Authenticity is so important, and they guarantee authenticity, and all items come with an authentication from only the most trusted of sources. If you're concerned about affordability, I can tell you firsthand, most people don't think they can afford this stuff, but it turns out it's much more affordable than you think. And some of these auctions don't go uh, out of sight. Uh, in terms of the, the uh, process, it's quick and free and easy to register, free and easy to bid, and you only pay when you win. 
And uh, I'll tell you, there, there's a lot of uh, great prizes that are made available. Uh, you know, you got sweaters that cost a little bit more than, than you might buy in a store only because they got a great autograph on them. And it's a great deal there. Then they got pictures of rare combinations of people like Pele and Ali together. I mean, those are two of the most iconic figures in the history of sports, and there they are. And you got all types of things from each of any of the last 40 years, you could say. Uh, some of the greats from football, baseball, hockey, and basketball are all featured in several, several of these days, daily lots. So take a look at it, and I'm sure you'll be impressed. And I'll, I'll also ask you to check out the How Did You Hear About Us section of their site. There's a drop-down, and Rotowire is mentioned in there, so please do give us a nod that we directed you there. You'll be glad you did. All right, AJ, we're going to do stray from our 30-team flyby, as we do once in a while, and we're going to take a look at each game in more of a DS, DFS uh, emphasis with a chance to highlight implications uh, for the upcoming playoffs, along with the betting lines involved here. So uh, we're going to build our lineups also for Tuesday's games using FanDuel prices for, for the 11-game slate. And uh, let's take it from the top here, and we'll look at the Predators against Boston. There's no line on this game yet, uh, AJ, because the Predators played last night. They're on a second of back-to-backs, and they're facing the second of three Atlantic Division teams uh, or Eastern Conference teams, I guess, that are bunched up in that wild card race. So I'm curious to see how they fare in the second of back-to-backs in Boston. Yeah, and this is an interesting matchup with some uh, pretty significant playoff uh, implications. As you mentioned, the Predators are coming off to that back-to-back they're really clinging to uh, third place uh, in their division just in front of St. Louis by one point. Um, so they need all the points they can get. And actually, the Predators did Boston a favor last night uh, by beating the Islanders. But of course, now Tampa won. And so now they're just one point back of Boston for that last wild card spot. So this really is kind of a key uh, playoff matchup to watch. Um, and for me, as far as players I'm, I'm kind of watching in this matchup, you know, Roman Yossi is playing game number 400 tonight. He's on a 13-game goal drought, but he's got 12 assists over that stretch. You know, he leads the team in ice time per game. Uh, he's just been an invaluable piece of his team. Everybody, I think, thought it was going to be P.K. Subban uh, stepping up after that uh, trade with Shea Weber. Um, but it looks like Roman Yossi's really been the one to kind of take the reins and, and really embrace uh, that role there. Well, and I'll also mention there's a couple of injury notes here. The Bruins are could be without David Krejci, who's day-to-day with an upper body injury. His price tag is 5500 Behind him in the third spot is Ryan Spooner. If he gets second-line minutes, he might be well worth the risk at that price point, 4600 bucks. On the other side of the coin, you've got the the uh, Predators going to be without Mike Fisher, who's been in their top six and, and uh, second-line center for a good part of the year. That means Cali Yarncroft moves up into that second role, and he's priced at $3,800. So there's pretty, pretty good bargains there at the pivot position that might sneak up and, and be very valuable for you. And, of course, they've got Brad Marchand at $7,700, one of the premier scorers in the entire NHL. He's been quiet of late, though. Maybe this is a chance for him to break out in a game the Bruins need. In terms of the projected starters, you've got Tuka Rask and Pekka Rinne. Uh, Rinne was rested yesterday, and uh, I I think this is going to be a pretty good tussle based on that goalie matchup. A key game for the Bruins. They have to win this one, uh, or it's it's almost lights out for them in terms of their, their playoff hopes, I would think. Let's take a look at the next uh, matchup. It looks like the Ottawa Senators are visiting the Philadelphia Flyers, where the Flyers are a home favorite. The over-under is 
is a five and a half, and the uh, money line is at minus one twenty-five in favor of the the Flyers for that seven o'clock tilt. AJ. Yeah, and and another one that has uh, some interesting uh, implications for the postseason. I mean, Ottawa, they're kind of securely. They haven't officially, you know, clinched a playoff spot, but they're pretty securely uh, in. Uh, but they can still catch the Habs for for first place. Um, they're three points back of them right now. And so they, they definitely are looking to, at the very least, they want to make sure they can hold on to that second place spot to get home ice in the first round matchup. And the Flyers, they're, they're on the outside looking in. Now they're six points back from the Bruins for that last wild card spot. So they'd really need to go on a run. And they have three teams in between them as well. So they'd need a lot of things to go right. But they're technically still in it. So they're going to be motivated to play really well. Uh, tonight, I, I do find it interesting that the Flyers are favored in this one, but with how close the line is, you have to imagine more of that is going towards uh, them being on home ice. Uh, that certainly is a factor as well. Uh, for for a player I kind of like uh, that's interesting in this matchup, at least, is Claude Giroux. You know, he still can't seem to find the back of the net, and I think there's almost no chance he's going to reach the 20 goal uh, mark this season which will end a three-year uh, streak for him. He has been adding assists of late. He's got five during you know this recent six-game uh, goal drought, but he just can't find a goal. He really, I mean, at this point, he really can't buy a goal for all, for all intents and purposes. And so, uh, I, I do think it's an interesting matchup uh, uh, to to watch tonight. Yeah, in the Nets, we have Steve Mason against Craig Anderson. Mason has not been one of the top-tier goalies, as I thought he might be uh, this season, but he has allowed only three goals in his last two games after allowing threes and fours a lot of the last ten. So maybe he's getting his game in order for this tilt tonight. He's going to need to, though, because Anderson, of course, has been on top of his game for a long while for the Senators. Both these teams enter the, the game pretty healthy, except for Mark Mathot of the Senators, who had that ugly injury. Uh, who was it? again that slashed him on the hand i forget hard to say hard to yeah, say Paul. i think it was your your favorite player there i think but uh, that's got to hamper the the senators defensively i would think because my, my, my thoughts one of the better shutdown to blue liners maybe that affords some of the big flyers a little more room in front of the net tonight so uh, i look for that uh, match up to see if the senators with a bit of a depleted look on defense without their signature defender there in terms of the defensive side of the puck i think it could be a tough night for them philadelphia needs this game and you can bet they're going to come up with their a effort this evening let's take a look at the next one up that's the detroit red wings at carolina this is an oddity aj i had to double check triple check the schedule because these teams meet again it's it's the second of back-to-backs uh, they played on consecutive nights with carolina as the minus 190 uh, favorite and the over under set at five and a half for that seven o'clock start yeah, it is super surprising. Uh, I, I'm not sure what caused this. I, I don't know if maybe there was a cancellation because of the, the snowstorms um, on the East Coast at some point. But uh, yeah, back-to-back nights in, in the same location. We've seen teams play in back-to-backs before, but usually they move from one city to the other. Uh, so definitely interesting. The Wings got the win in OT, but you can't uh, take a look at this game without talking about the Eddie Lack injury from last night. Um, he unfortunately had to be stretched off. Now I, I saw this morning. It looks like he uh, has been uh, released from the hospital. So he is trending upwards, but I have to imagine he won't be in the lineup tonight. So Cam Ward's probably going to be your starter. As far as playoff implications here, uh, Detroit's out of it. I mean, really their only hope is to play spoiler at this point. Uh, and I don't think Carolina is going to make it either. 
Um, they are just four points behind Boston, but again, there's so many teams in contention for this wild card spot here. I think it's going to be hard for them to get it. Um, and, and I think the biggest thing for them is lack has been really great of late. Now he struggled last night. He gave up the four goals. Um, but before that he was four and Oh, and had played, uh, in four of their last six games. So that's five of their last seven. Now, if you count last night. And, uh, so he had been really on top of his game, uh, and had kind of taken over from cam ward as the number one there, uh, for their postseason kind of push here. And so it'll be interesting to see if Ward can step up his game now that they're going to have to turn to him. Yeah, as you mentioned in that matchup, the other half of it is Jimmy Howard. He's had his game in order for the Red Wings of late, uh, minimizing the damage as best he can with a, a lot of one and two goals against efforts. Meanwhile, Ward has, a, has his uh, game log dotted with threes and fours. So if you're looking for the hot goalie, it's the Detroit guy tonight. And uh, uh, mitigating his circumstances, though, is the fact that Nicholas Cronwell, one of their shutdown defenders, is day-to-day with a knee injury. So he's a little iffy. And and that uh, should free up some ice for the California uh, Carolina forwards uh, around the uh, Detroit goal. So it could be interesting in front of the net there. And I look for a couple of guys. Jeff Skinner's played very well of late. So has Sebastian Ajo. These guys have uh, really uh, shown that uh, what a lot of pundits are saying, this is one of the fastest skating teams in the league. They're underrated uh, in, in a few different areas. But, boy, this team can fly. they got a lot of young prospects. And if they can just uh, tweak things a little bit here or there and see some development, this could be a team that has the big arrow pointing up next year uh, in terms of the future uh, outlook for this team. While Detroit is looking like they're solidly in rebuild mode you wonder for a guy like Henrik Zetterberg I feel bad for this guy AJ because now he's he's been through all the glory days this will be the first time he's missed the playoffs and uh, the future certainly looks grim for for the Detroiters so uh, uh, there's one team on the upswing there's one team on the downswing but then it's offset by the fact the goaltending matchup is the way it is the way I read it tonight so a tough game to call there and we'll see how she goes on the second of back-to-backs another team that's on the second of back-to-backs is the Buffalo Sabres visiting Columbus Sabres had uh, an impressive win over the Maple Leafs earlier this week and tonight uh, they get a tough matchup visiting the Jackets who are playoff bound and they're a heavy favorite in this tilt with a minus 225 and the over-under set at five five and a half for this seven o'clock tilt. Yeah, as you mentioned, Columbus really the only ones uh, in playoff contention in in this matchup. Buffalo is all but eliminated. Uh, And I I think barring a a big drop-off from the, the Capitals, you know, it's looking like it's going to be Blue, Jack, Blue Jackets-Penguins in that first-round matchup. Now the battle comes down to uh, which team is going to get home ice for that first-round matchup. Both teams are at 103 points, uh, and so it's really going to come down to these last few games there. Uh, and a kind of interesting fact on Columbus, and it makes it hard uh, when you're looking for a DFS highlight, is of late their scoring has really been spread out. They haven't had any one guy uh, putting up a ton of goals. You got Jenner. Borkstrand, Atkinson, and Gagne all have four goals in the month month of March, uh, so they're tied for the team lead there. And while that makes it tough for DFS and season-long contests to kind of key in on one guy, uh, it does help them from a postseason standpoint because they don't have all their eggs in one basket. Now, I will also mention uh, Jack Eichel. He, I feel like he's kind of been a forgotten man this season only because you've got everything uh, that line a and Matthews are doing as they compete for the scoring title, not to mention the other, uh, you know, Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, rookies that are out there. You got McDavid, uh, battling with Crosby for the scoring lead. And so Eichel's become a forgotten man, and this is going to be two consecutive 
50 point seasons for him. Uh, he could reach 60 this year as well. So uh, kind of a forgotten player there. I think if he was on a better team that was maybe playoff bound, we'd be talking about him a lot more. Yeah, you know what? That's a great call on Eichel. He's pretty much been a point for game player. He's also missed a chunk of time. Uh, uh, you didn't mention, but but that's also mitigating against his scoring exploits. And he'd be right up there in the top 10 easily, I think, if he was on a full slate of games like some of the other guys that are in there. Uh, you mentioned uh, in terms of the goalie matchup here, it looks like two, the two number ones are going head to head. Sergei Bobrovsky, who's had a wonderful season and looks to be it to be the odds-on guy for me to get the Vezina Trophy this year, starts for uh, Columbus. He's played great all season. And uh, Robin Leonard, who is a pretty volatile guy, but when he's on, he's one of those big-body goalies that has now become the norm in the nets. And, and Buffalo may really have something here in terms of this guy. I love it when a goalie is combative, AJ, and, and he, he <laughs> fights for, for, for his team. And I think it, it rallies uh, support around the, uh, the roster, and they see how into it the guy is. I mean, as opposed to a casual guy who doesn't seem as interested. I'd rather have the guy that is fiery, and Leonard certainly made the highlight reels a couple of times in uh, in that regard. Sabres will be hurting, though, because they're missing Rasmus Ristolainen, who's on a suspension tonight, so uh, everybody moves up one in the Sabres hierarchy. It's a tough matchup when you figure all the, t- the big size that... Uh, Columbus offers and and uh, Sabres may have some difficulty getting the puck out of their own end without one of the better puck movers in the lineup. Wierenski's been a find for them uh, in Carol- Columbus defensively. This guy, uh, youngster, has, has hit the ice running and, and really one of the top young rear guards in hockey. He's number one on the uh, the rankings for Columbus, priced at $5,600 tonight. I think that uh, He's a bright light for the future. Seth Jones has really rounded out his game where there were some questions early on about him, AJ, uh, in terms of that regard. People expected him to hit the ice in the first year and, and do it all. He's doing it all now. And really, with Marensky, they, they have a great one-two punch there on the blue line. In terms of the wingers for this game, uh, you know what? Nick Foligno's coming home. And, and any time a player... Uh, who has a connection to the city like he, the Felinos do in Buffalo, I kind of put a little bit of a star beside uh, that name. He's been struggling a little bit in terms of the scoring exploits you mentioned. He wasn't one of the guys you mentioned as scoring lights out this month, but a, a visit by the Buffalo Sabres could be just what the, the doctor ordered for Felino. He's a first-line winger, so don't sleep on him. Evander Kane has dropped a third-line scoring, but you know what? This guy, AJ, I think he could be traded in the offseason. I'll say that uh, because he, he's been really good in in spurts but the Sabres they they kind of blew a lot of money on a few players and they wonder if if they can attract uh, some interest in in this power forward who has shown flashes this season so I'll put that out there Oliver Bjorkstan who I'll talk about a little later is day-to-day with an undisclosed injury priced at $3,900 he'll be part of the subject of the rant that I have lined up uh, for later in the show so there's a few names to think about you mentioned Eichel a great call there but uh, don't sleep on the Columbus centers they've got Dubinsky Wenberg that's a pretty nice one-two punch in the middle for them which takes us to the next game, AJ, and that's the Jets at New Jersey. The Jets will be without Patrick Laine. It looks like, again, he's day-to-day with an illness, so he's probably a game-time call there. But we don't have a line on that matchup for 7 o'clock start, and I'm not sure why. But take us through what your thoughts are in that particular uh, set, too. Yeah, well, the only thing this game's going to impact is the Calder Trophy race. <laughs> uh, both these teams will be watching uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs from their, from their couches, uh, and it really comes down to getting... 
you know, your teams ready for, you know, 2017, 18 and, and seeing what you have out there. Uh, you mentioned the line, a uh, illness, Dustin Bufflin is also out with an undisclosed, uh, injury as well, but both of them traveled, uh, with the team. So I expect them to be game time decisions, as you mentioned, and, and definitely players to watch on, on the, uh, and to get back to line, a, you know, him and Matthews, they're, they're all, uh, squared up, you know, your, uh, um, uh, the Leafs, you know, have a game in hand, I believe. So that does give Matthews the edge. And if I were a betting man, I do think at this point, I would put my money on Austin Matthews to win the call there. Uh, line has been cold. Uh, he is coming back after missing games. Um, it would be interesting to see, I think long-term, whether this becomes kind of the next Sid versus Ovi uh, matchup that they highlighted. You know, there was talk that McDavid and Eichel was going to be that, but I think injuries uh, to both players the last two seasons have kind of derailed that from being a premier matchup. I think this one is going to be a little more interesting, especially as Patrick Laine threw a little bit of uh, uh, gas on the fire right at the the draft when he, you know, said that he was definitely the better player uh, to be taken. So I, you know, I think this one probably will become the premier matchup of the future for the NHL. Well, you mentioned that it's an interesting comparable because uh, Ovechkin is the sniper between himself and Crosby. This season, scoring exploits uh, excused because Crosby leads the loop in, in goal scoring. But normally, it's Ovechkin who you think has got the big one-timer and is a pure shooter. Well, that's that's Liney's profile versus Matthews, who has a bit more of a cl- complete game. In terms of the goalie matchup here, it's uh, Corey Schneider against Connor Hellebuck. And when you look at the g- recent game logs here, you got to think that we got to be hitting the over, AJ, because Schneider and Hellebuck have a lot of threes and fours and a couple of fives mixed in. And uh, I'm surprised to say that because the Devils usually play, uh, they're notorious for playing a button down defensive style, but they've kind of opened it up this year with uh, the welcoming in of some younger players into their mix. And, and really, uh, they're in growth mode, so you expect that there's going to be some, some uh, issues on the back end and in the defensive side of the puck. So I expect a lot of offense here. And that means uh, that, and you mentioned a couple of the injuries here certainly Winnipeg's defense is depleted with Bufflin out Tyler Myers certainly out with long-term hurt so Winnipeg's uh, defense is in flux and uh, Liney's illness we'll see if he shows up tonight but uh, the offense that both these teams have uh, they're there they could take advantage Mark Shifley for me one of the best and under most underrated players in hockey I'll say and uh, he's playing top line minutes there and he's got uh, time on the power play so he's a guy that I might like in a matchup where I see a lot of pucks going in he's been productive four points in his last four games I'll throw that out as one of the premier uh, guys that you might want to look at in tonight's matchup let's go to the next game on the list and that's the Florida Panthers on the second of back-to-backs they come to visit the Maple Leafs a game with huge playoff implications for both clubs a victory by the Leafs could all but silence the Panthers for the remainder of this season and the Leafs have a lot of teams chasing them for not only third place in the Atlantic but that second wild card should they drop a little bit down it's really getting bunched up AJ I'm on pins and needles in anticipation of this one yeah I have to imagine you're uh eagerly awaiting tonight's matchup and it's interesting paul that you give the panthers a little bit more uh, credit than i do as far as still being in playoff contention i've pretty much ruled them out at this point um you know they've got such good teams ahead of them in that wild card race tampa uh, the islanders carolina even the flyers are ahead of them at this point so i think they're all but done and who would have thought that at the start of the season exactly florida out uh, toronto in uh, for the playoffs it looks like now things can still change for your maple Leafs, so they're going to need every point they can get and this is a big one tonight 
Um, you know, I do uh, think that they will ultimately hold off the Bruins um, just based on how good their offense have been, has been. Uh, the net mining stabilized a little bit as well for the Maple Leafs. I feel like uh, it's not great, um, but it's doing just enough that their their young talent can put up enough goals to keep them in the games. And I, I do think while Matthews has understandably gotten all the accolades, I think the fact that they have both Willie Nylander and Mitch Martiner also on top of the rookie scoring race says a lot about the future of this club. I mean, you look at that rookie scoring race, it's three Maple Leafs and Patrick Laine for the top four. I mean, that's just impressive uh, combination of talent. They've really done that rebuild well there. Uh, it looks like it'll be Curtis McElhaney tonight. Uh, and I, I like what he's offered so far since coming over from Columbus. He struggled there a little bit, but I think the move has really paid off for him so far. You know what? You read that almost like I wrote it for you, that, that thing about the Maple Leafs. I'm really, I'm really pleased that you see it the same way. It offers me even more hope. But uh, in terms of the goalie matchup, of course, in Toronto, there's a lot of concern and hand-wringing over the status of Frederick Anderson. The latest I've heard is that it's a jaw injury. It's not, not a concussion-related issue at all. But he's going to be out of the lineup tonight, and that means it's Curtis McElhaney in the Nets, as you suggested, for $7,700. And he's up against James Reimer, who was pulled at the, during the course of last night's game. I think he was pulled because they saw that one going away uh, of the dodo birds in terms of an opportunity to win so they thought they better rest him as much as they could to get him in there for the second of back-to-backs he's priced at 8300 so really if you pick the right goalie here you might set yourself up for the rest of your roster with going with uh, one of the lower end guys in terms of the total price tags uh, of course that's because uh, roberto Luongo's goes out with a lower body injury he couldn't have picked a worse time to go down there you mentioned all the leaf rookies i'm looking for mitch marner to kind of break out aj he's been slumping a little bit late of late in terms of scoring more of an assist guy than a goal scoring guy though so be wary of that the guy with the hottest stick though is Willie Nylander he's got a rookie club rookie record uh, 10 or 11 game consecutive point scoring streak under his belt and then I'll also point out Morgan Riley who's found his offensive groove again of late could be an interesting value play at $4,300 so I like those Leafs in this matchup and but don't sleep on a guy like Yarmir Yager if he's healthy this guy still is one of the toughest guys to get the puck from. And the Leafs have a, a tough time when uh, they sometimes get bottled up in their own end. And their defense is such that, uh, apart from Roman Pollock, they don't hit. So, so if a guy is a good puck handler and keep his body between the defense and the puck, uh, like Yager, he could have some opportunity to set up some plays. So I look for him to have a good game tonight. Uh, you mentioned Austin Matthews. His next goal will set a club rookie uh, scoring mark for the Maple Leafs. He's tied with Wendell Clark, who had 34 in 1985. So that could be a signature moment in tonight's game as well. But look for the center ice play to be a big factor tonight. You know what the Leafs offer. We've talked about Matthews. We've talked about Kadri. They've had both had fine years, but don't sleep on guys like Alex Barkov. He's one of the young stars in this league, priced only at $7,000 tonight, a good value play. And also Vincent Trocek, another guy who's been solid in the second line role. So I look for the center ice position to really possibly tell the tale in this contest tonight. Uh, let's go to m- the Montreal game next. Dallas Stars visit the Canadians, where Montreal is a minus 190 favorite. The over-under is five and a half goals for that 730 tilt. AJ, one of these teams is going to the playoffs. The other one will be golfing soon. Yeah, and it's surprising uh, to see Dallas in this position uh, based on the offensive talent they came into the season with. Now, I've been hard on their goaltending all year long, and it looks like Antti Niemi is kind of sick of it. Uh, cause he's been playing really well of late. He's three Oh, and one in his last four has given up just four goals 
in those outings. So he's actually been playing really well. Uh, maybe he's tired of me harping on him every week. So he'll probably be your starter tonight and not, uh, not too bad of a value at $8,000 there. Uh, and as you said, Montreal, they're looking like they're going to win the Atlantic, um, but they are just a, a few points ahead uh, for that lead. And they get the worst reward in hockey for winning a division <laughs> in a first round matchup against the Rangers. Uh, so it's not going to be an easy one. Maybe they consider letting Ottawa catch them uh, for the Habs. I, I do like a Paul Byron of late. He, now he's cooled off a little bit, but he did start the month uh, with eight points in eight games. And so he's looked uh, a pretty good of late and uh, a nice value play at 4,300 as well. Uh, he doesn't see time on the power play, uh, but he's still been managing uh, to put up points and could reach the 40 point mark before the season's over. You know what? In addition to Niemi, who you mentioned, it looks like they're calling Kari Littman to be the starting goalie on the list that I'm seeing here. So I'm going to talk about his profile a little bit. He's been got three wins and an OT loss in his last four starts and has, hasn't allowed more than two goals in any of them. And yet he's priced at $8,000 because at the other end of the ice, he's playing against all-world goalie Kerry Price, who has given up three goals in in uh, three of his last five games although there's a couple of one goal efforts mixed in there so you wonder if price is getting getting back uh, zeroed in on on his top form as well there for montreal he's going to need to be for the canadians to to go far in these playoffs but it looks like also they're getting some mileage uh, good mileage out of shea weber again who has uh, picked up a couple of 20 plus point games in fan dual play in his last few starts and uh, looks like he's getting ready for a long playoff run in montreal as well i think that's one of the better value plays in the the defenseman by the way in tonight's matchup because let's face it uh, Dallas I can't expect them to continue the defensive uh, uh, showing that they have of late and uh, maybe Montreal breaks out tonight against them Max Pacioretty is another guy that you got to look at in this matchup he he tends to light it up when Montreal does get some offense but the guy that I'm concerned about is Alex Radulov he's really quieted down lately uh, AJ not producing much in the last few games at all priced at $5,300 I think he's long overdue for a breakout and I'm counting on that to happen and when the Montreal Canadiens go on the power play with the special teams that they offer in that regard and uh, Radulov gets off the snide so that's one guy that I want to highlight even though he's not playing very well of late uh, let's go over to the next game. That's the Washington Capitals against Minnesota. You know, two or three weeks ago, I'd have been more excited about this game, AJ, but the fact of the matter is Minnesota's game's fallen off in the last little while. And the Caps, I think, should be even a big, bigger favorite here. The over-under set at five uh, in terms of the goals uh, in this game could be higher, in my my opinion. What say you about this 8 o'clock start? Yeah, I agree that it, it hasn't, uh, it just doesn't have the luster that you thought it would have, uh, you know, two or three weeks ago. And, you know, some of it, the, the uh, Caps do need to keep kind of rolling to stay ahead of both uh, the Blue Jackets and the Penguins for uh, that first place spot in, in the Metropolitan. But Minnesota is kind of securely in second. It, it, it's doubtful they're going to catch Chicago, but they're also far enough ahead of Nashville that this really, while it does have some playoff, uh, you know, impact based on who wins and, and who comes out with the two points, it really just doesn't have uh, the appeal that I think it would have a, a few uh, a weeks ago. And as far as, you know, players to look at here, I, I think you really have to take a good hard look at Nicholas Bastrom. Uh, he's racked up a, a goal and 11 assists in his last seven games. And with six of those points coming on the power play, you know, he's averaging over three minutes per game with the man advantage. 
Uh, so there's he's checking a lot of boxes for what you're looking at as far as a, a FanDuel uh, play. And so I think he's definitely one to target in this matchup. And uh, the goaltending matchup is an intriguing one, obviously. When you took a look, take a look at these two teams, you know you're talking about two of the best five goalies, I'll say, in hockey for sure. Braden Holtby, what can you say about this guy? He's going to lead the loop again and wins, and I'm so happy he was a linchpin of my team in that aforementioned THL league. But Devin Dubnik, I'm, I'm going to say he's, he surprised me a little bit when I looked at his game log. He's allowed three or more in four of his last eight games, AJ. I don't think it's been a long time since you could say that about uh, the Minnesota goalie, and that's really part and parcel of why I think this team is struggling. Then you flip back to Washington and you think, boy, they made all kinds of noise about getting Kevin Shattenkirk in the lineup. He's playing third pairing minutes over there, but he is factoring in on the power play and special teams. Priced at $5,300, the most expensive of any defenseman on this ro- either of these two rosters. And I think a pretty good bargain if the Caps do get that power play on track tonight. And uh, Alex Ovechkin priced at $8,300. This is on reputation, I think, more than anything else because he hasn't had the offensive season that I thought that he should have and yet he's got to be happy about what's going on of late he's got points four points in his last four games and and he has uh, three goals in his last six so he's starting to find the net with a little more regularity if uh, people avoid him they may be disappointed because he looks like he's playing some of his best hockey right now and that's a high-end pick in terms of some of the lower end picks I'm a little disappointed in what's happened with Nino Niederreiter he's priced at $4,400 and really not finding his groove of late and only one assist in his last eight or nine games uh i i was on this guy a lot earlier in the season in fan duel play but boy he has to show me something at this point to, to get back in my good books i'm surprised with all the size and skill that he's floundering like he is right now let's take a look next at the la kings talk about floundering i'm surprised to say the kings will not make the playoffs in my opinion aj and one of the teams that's taken one of their spots is uh, their opponent tonight in edmonton where the oilers are a minus 130 favorite and the over under set at five for that nine o'clock start the oilers really have things going their way right now yeah it would really take a, a huge turnaround uh, by los angeles they'd have to almost be perfect uh, from here on out and they'd really need either st louis or calgary to just uh, almost go uh, winless so they're they're pretty much out of it you know i think the interesting fact here uh, for this game is that the oilers could end up anywhere from the wild card spot to first place in the pacific division i mean it's that tight they're they're just two points uh, ahead or behind anaheim rather um, but they're only one point ahead of Calgary. So, I mean, there's so much that's still in play for how this division is going to shake out uh, that I think it makes it a very intriguing matchup. You know, looking at, at Jonathan Quick, who I do think is uh, the projected starter for this evening's yep. games, uh, he's got a 1-3-0 and record in his last five outings, but I really can't put any of the blame on him. His goals against average in that stretch is 1.97 that's uh, with a 0.926 save percentage so really this comes down to a complete lack of offensive support and if i think he had any talent uh, around him or, or there's definitely talent on that team i shouldn't say that um but if he had some guys who were scoring right now i think this team could be a lot more of a contender than they are and then one other thing i'll kind of point out with this lineup it's it's very hard to make an argument not to use Connor mcdavid but when he's coming in at $9,000 and you can get his line mate who's been on a tear lately in Leon Dreisaitl for just $7,200, that $1,800 savings goes a long way. And I think Dreisaitl would be 
the better option if you're looking uh, on who to use maybe in this top Edmonton line. Yeah, I love the fact that uh, Dreisaitl's been one of the hottest players in the league. We'll have something to say about him a little later in the show as well. Milan Lucic, though, has elevated his game for the Oilers, and that means another power forward who's getting it right, and he's moved up from a a third-line role into a second-line position to solidify that second scoring unit. So their offense is in order. And you mentioned the the Kings are really struggling to put some offense together. And that's why I might lean in terms of the goaltending matchup toward Cam Talbot as the guy I might use tonight in my uh, nightly roster on FanDuel play. He's had a couple of four spots on his ledger of late, but I think he gets it in order and looks more like the guy who had two shutouts in a row before that. And uh, you look at the defenseman, the top guys on the blue line, Drew Doughty, of course, for L.A. is the guy you got to watch for every night. But on the other side of the puck, Oscar Kleffbaum has kind of filled that role for Edmonton, and he's priced at only $4,500. So there's a good value play there, in my opinion, on tonight's board. L.A., if they're going to get on offense, it's uh, Tyler Toffoli has to factor in, and he's priced at $5,600. Could be a good value there as well. The Oilers, the Oilers are getting good production up from all over the lineup. Interesting to note that David Dayarnay has been a pretty nice fit there on the third line and offers a bit of an offensive upside. If you're looking for a real flyer, I mean, he hasn't produced much of late, but $3,300 when you factor in the offensive mix that he could join could be an interesting outlier if uh, things go Edmonton's way this evening. And that brings us to the next game on the list. We're going to go to the second last game on our schedule. That's the Anaheim Ducks, who are a minus 190 favorite, even though they're on the road with the over-under scheduled for five even against Vancouver tonight, AJ. Yeah, and Vancouver's out of it. Uh, It's hard to uh, honestly watch this team at this point because (laughs) you know what they need in order to start the rebuild, and that's to shed those two Sedin contracts. Those are just going to set them back, and those guys are both under contract next season. I mean, as far as fan support and and how popular those guys have been in that city and how much they mean to the organization, I don't think they're going to cut them or anything drastic like that or even trade them away. So you almost want to just give up on 2017-18 for this team already, just looking at that. Um, The goaltending is questionable at best. You know, they'll hopefully shed that Miller contract this year, but Markstrom hasn't been outstanding. So it's a tough team to watch just knowing uh, that it's not looking up for next season. Uh, I I feel for all the the Canucks fans out there, you know, Anaheim is on the other end of the spectrum. They're uh, clinging to that lead in the Pacific division, but they're going to need to do everything they can to stay ahead of it. And I think really the biggest thing for them of late is that Bernier uh, has been fantastic with John Gibson out. He's 8-0-1 in his last nine uh, outings. And it does look like they're going to get Gibson back tonight. I expect Bernier, uh, uh, Bernay to start, uh, but uh, Gibson is slotted to be the backup tonight. And so we'll see what they do heading into the postseason here. If they maybe do a split with how you know hot uh, you know their their net mining has been lately, uh, I doubt they'll just stick with him. I don't think they're going to put Gibson on the bench uh, for, for the postseason or anything like that. So it'd be interesting to see how this all shakes out heading in 
to uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah, you can bet the Anaheim goaltending is going to be a focal point of what ha- what to watch in the Pacific Division over the last few games. But Bernier certainly made a great case for himself. One that surprises me as a guy who saw him play all of the last couple of seasons in Toronto. Didn't think he had this in him, but he's played very well, as you suggested. A lot of ones and twos and a couple of zeros in, on his slate in terms of the recent goal log. And only one three in the last 10 games. So really doing it at a time when Anaheim needed it and getting them a chance to get a home ice uh, matchup in the first round. Uh, interesting situation there developing. Certainly Ryan Miller on the other side of the puck has had an ordinary year at best. A lot of threes and fours, a couple of fives even on his ledger of late. And that's a lot of money to be paid for a player who's not develop- delivering the goods. Really, he could have hidden a lot of the ills that Vancouver has displayed on the season, but really hasn't delivered his end of the bargain. Uh, interesting couple of picks here to want to focus on in, in DFS play. Troy Stetcher, first of all, is a day-to-day with an upper body injury with Vancouver, but that only gives me more incentive to consider a guy like Alex Edler in terms of this uh, this night's DFS play. At $4,400, you're getting a first-line pairing guy uh, who also plays with the Sedins on the power play. So that, to me, is pretty a pretty good incentive. That's probably when this team plays its best hockey, when those three guys are on the ice together. And when they have the extra man, it's it's pretty fun to watch, even though they're having an ordinary year. Uh, that's been a, a highlight for, for Vancouver fans. And then, of course, on the other side of the puck, you got a guy like Patrick Eves, who had a fine offensive year and moved over to Anaheim and uh, has been a seamless, pretty much, transition for him. And I look for him to take advantage of the soft uh, Vancouver defense and the uh, ordinary goaltending for $5,200 is a value play that I'm looking at in that particular matchup as well. Let's go to the last game on the schedule. We've got the Rangers and the Sharks, AJ. And the Rangers, yeah. let's see, what the, what's the deal here? Sorry. It's uh, San Jose's a favorite at 125 and the over-under set at 5. So give us your thumbnail on this last matchup. Well, technically, the Rangers could catch uh, the Penguins or the Blue Jackets, uh, you know, mathematically. Uh, but why even put that effort in to do it? Uh, it d- doesn't really make sense. Uh, you know, at this point, they can kind of just comfortably uh, coast into uh, that wild card matchup with Montreal uh, and get themselves well rested and ready to go for that. Uh, and San Jose is like Edmonton in that Pacific Division. They can be anywhere from first to the wild card. Uh, so every point counts for them. So uh, for me, this might be one of the most intriguing matchups of the night. Um, to just kind of see what what New York does as far as you know postseason goes and where they want to set themselves up for. I think the biggest news here for this game is you got Logan Couture uh, who uh, you know took a, a puck to the face and, and kind of a scary injury. Uh, sounds like he's not going to be out uh, too long term, uh, but losing him is going to hamper kind of their playoff run here. Uh, he's averaging over 17 minutes per night. He's got 25 goals and 27 assists on the year with 15 of those points coming on the power play. Uh, and so it's really going to be up to Marlowe, I think, uh, hurdle to really step up for him. And then one kind of interesting DFS note for, for our listeners out there, Brent Burns coming in now at $7,600. He's under 8,000 and it really uh, kind of makes him an intriguing uh, player to consider. He's got assists in back-to-back games, so he might be starting to heat up. What I find interesting is he is still putting just a ton of shots on goal. In his last game against Nashville, he had the assist, seven shots, and four blocks, which all told got him to 26.1 fantasy points on FanDuel. And so I think he's really an intriguing play when you factor all that in. It's still a lot of money to pay, 
but it's well below the 8,000 you know, plus mark that he usually uh, garners uh, in contests. And uh, you're going to pay up for the goalies in this one. Henrik Lundqvist versus Martin Jones, the t- two uh, prohibitive starters on both clubs going head-to-head, 8900 versus $8,500 respectively. Mark Edward Vlasic is another injury note on San Jose. They had a lot of injury note news in the last week or so, uh, contrary to much of the rest of the season. And that puts a little more pressure on the first pairing with Brent Burns to get his act together and, and show his, uh, I think, Norris Trophy winning form. So pressure on him to deliver the goods tonight again. And... Uh, uh, look for look for this to be a defensive struggle, though. I think this is one where I might lean in the, on the under because both teams can play it uh, tight on the defensive end of the puck, and I don't see much scoring in this particular matchup, AJ. So that's our look at the 11 uh, games, but uh, now it's time to say, what do we think about our rosters here for tonight's play in, in FanDuel, AJ? And so I'll ask you, which two centers are you leaning on to start building your roster? Yeah, I'm going to go kind of middle uh, price range guys here. Um, Both players coming in at 6,300, and that's Nazem Kadri of Toronto. Uh, We talked a little bit about the goaltending woes in in Florida, and so I think using some Toronto guys tonight is is a great way to go. I'm going to save a little money rather than paying all the way up for for Austin Matthews. And then my other guy is Henrik Zetterberg going up against Carolina. And again, another solid matchup, And, and Zetterberg has really been kind of the lone uh, lone diamond in the rough, if you will, for the Red Wings. You know, he's uh, got just one goal in his last six outings, but he's also uh, added five assists over that stretch. And so he's kind of a, a solid uh, mid-range option uh, when he's not scoring goals. And I, I think tonight's a matchup he can take advantage uh, against a kind of unused Cam Ward of late. Uh, Paul, what did you do for centers this evening? Well, I already highlighted Bravovsky as one of the top goalies, maybe the top goalie in the NHL, but he's facing one of the hottest sticks in the NHL right now. That's Jack Eichel of Buffalo. This guy's playing lights out right now. Really impressed me when I saw him go head-to-head against the Leafs the other night, and he's put up a lot of crooked numbers of late. And maybe his Western counterpart is Mark Scheifele, who gets the New Jersey Devils, a team that is not as defensively sound as we once thought they were. Uh, So I think both these guys have a chance to continue to pad their stats i'm paying up for them spending over fifteen thousand dollars combined so they got to deliver for me to to cash tonight because i went a little cheaper elsewhere four wingers for me aj yeah so i'll start off with with brad marchand who's really kind of cooled off of late he's got just one point in his last four um, but it's a big game tonight he's he's a leader on this team he knows when he needs to step up and against nashville pekka rene just hasn't been elite level this season and so i think it's a good chance for him uh to get the goal go ahead tonight and so i like him to get back on t- uh on track tonight uh leon dry for 7200 i like him in my lineup i won't talk about him too much we're going to highlight him a little bit later in the show uh and then i really like jordan eberly uh for edmonton tonight he's you know had uh his ups and downs all season he's definitely a hotter cold player Uh, You know, he had three points the other night, but uh, a pair of zeros uh, on the two games surrounding that uh, that high outing. But against the struggling defense that is the the L.A. Kings, I think there's a a good opportunity there. And then I talked a little bit about Thomas Hurdle. He's forty one hundred tonight. I think that injury to Logan Couture, 
he's going to be one of the guys that they're going to ask to step up. And so I expect big things from him as well. Uh, Paul, what uh, do your wings look like? Okay, I've got a couple of guys who are carrying hot sticks right now. Good size from uh, Boone Jenner, too. You mentioned him. He's one of the hot sticks for Columbus that's keeping him in the hunt for the first place in their division. He's priced at $5,000 against the visiting Buffalo Sabres. That's too much, too cheap to pass up for me. And right with him is Patrick Eves for $5,200. This is a guy who's got four goals in his last four games. I talked about the suspect nature of Vancouver's goaltending and defense against that uh, Eve's, Eve's hot streak, another tasty matchup for 5200 bucks. Then I spend a little bit more on the remaining two guys. Nick Foligno, I'm counting on the fact that he gets excited by seeing the Buffalo Sabres jersey on the other side of the ice, remembering his father's heyday and uh, getting excited to get off the schneid and join the party for Columbus scoring. So I'm high on the Columbus Blue Jackets tonight against the Sabres in that matchup, obviously. And then I'll wind up with one of my two Maple Leafs in this lineup. I'm going to jump on the Maple Leafs plant bandwagon big time tonight because I think they (laughs) need this game. JVR, James Van Riemsdyk for $6,200. This guy's had a fine year. He's had some uh, hot streaks. He's had some cold streaks. But uh, against James Reimer, I think they know each other very well. And that smells to me like advantage uh, JVR this evening. What about on the blue line, AJ? You got two guys for us. Yeah, so I talked about Roman Yossi at the top of the show, 6,600 tonight. Uh, I think, you know, when you put all the, everything that's going on, game number 400, Nashville um, in, in a tight playoff race, I, I think Roman Yossi definitely steps up tonight, as he has for much of the season. Uh, and then I really went value for my other pick. I'm going to go with David Savard uh, for the Blue Jackets at 3,800. And for all the reasons that you highlighted as for why this could be a great matchup to, to target tonight uh, with the suspect uh, nature of the Sabres this season. I think Savard makes a solid uh, value pick if, if you really need to, uh, you know, dredge the bottom of the barrel on this one. Uh, how does your defense stack up? Well, the second of my Maple Leafs joins the parade tonight, and that's Morgan Riley for $4,300. I get a guy who's playing upwards of 23, 25 minutes a game, and he's got three of his uh, six goals on the season in his last eight games. He's another guy that knows James Reimer very well. I'm counting on that familiarity to, to continue his recent hot streak. He's been much more involved offensively of late, and I'm really happy to see that because I think that re- they really emphasized his defensive side of the game in the first half of the season, but really they're letting him be who he really is right now, and that's stood the Leafs in good stead. The other guy that I'm going to partner him with is Alex Edler. I touched on him earlier, and I said all that I need to pretty much because I'm excited about the fact that this guy gets to play with the Sedin twins and uh, Vancouver fans that's the only excitement they've had all year AJ watching this trio when they get the uh, extra man they can move the puck around the league with with uh, around the ice with the best of any trio in the league in, ter- in terms of the special teams play and I think that's where he could be uh, a really nice pick tonight in that matchup against Anaheim I think I, I'm not on the Jonathan Bernier train just yet he's had a great streak of late but I think it could all go kerfluey tonight and uh, maybe the Edler is a big part of that with the Vancouver mix uh, what about the goalies we got to round it out with one guy who's going to make or break our rosters AJ who's that guy going to be for, for you Well, you talked about it a little bit uh, earlier in the show. If you can pick the right side of Toronto and Florida, uh, it's a chance for you to pick a guy that saves you a ton of money. And so for me, Curtis McElhaney tonight is going to be my net miner at 7,700. And now this is not the norm for me. I definitely tend to spend up a lot more in the mid kind of $8,000 range. Um, But I do think Florida has been struggling so much lately. The Maple Leafs have been one of the best and hottest teams of late. And so I definitely think they can get a win. Now, do I expect a shutout from McElhaney? Certainly not. 
Um, but I'll take the 12 points from the win to set my lineup up the rest of the way. Uh, Paul, your backstop tonight. Well, my backstop is based on the fact that the opponent is shooting uh, BBs right now. They're not getting a lot of offense in, in L.A., and that means Edmonton's goalie, Cam Talbot, is my goalie of choice. The Oilers certainly have uh, turned the tables on their Pacific Division counterparts and kind of switched places with them almost, and uh, that's because largely because of Edmonton's offense. They can outscore a lot of mistakes. Cam Talbot has a couple of four spots in his recent games, but I also know that he has a couple of zeros too, so I'll say he goes to closer to that than uh, than up to four against uh, the weak offense offered by the LA Kings and uh, you know you mentioned off air one of the better lineups that you had the other day was put out by our optimizer tool Uh, we like to highlight that every time we can uh, on every show that we do the DFS thing so why don't you take us through tonight's optimizer lineup AJ yeah uh, another week I I made no tweaks no changes to the optimizer so if you went to rotowire.com right now uh, to the nhl optimizer ran it this is what it would show for you uh the optimizer likes the new jersey devils against winnipeg tonight Uh, there is some questionable goaltending there uh, and so that's not the worst uh worst idea adam henrique it starts off at 4300 at the center position and then victor rask of carolina for 3900 so really saving a lot of money uh, at the center position and so uh, you're going to see a little bit of a higher spend than you normally do out of the optimizer for wingers, starting with Max Pacioretty of Montreal at 7,300, and then two uh, Devils, Taylor Hall at 6,700, and Kyle Parmeri at 5,800. And then it rounds out the optimizer with Corey Perry uh, at 5,700. That's one pick I really like uh, that the optimizer has here. That's a player that you definitely uh, may want to consider locking into your lineup if if you're looking for someone to slot in. On defense, it likes Eric Carlson of Ottawa for 7,300 and then Shea Weber of Montreal for 5,400. So you can see why the optimizer uh, went so low at center so it could spend up in a few other positions. And then for goalie, uh, going right in that mid-8,000 range, the optimizer likes Craig Anderson at 8,700. Well, this, inter- this is an interesting lineup by the optimizer. Three guys that would have been also mentioned by me are Kyle Palmieri, uh, Shea Weber, and Corey Perry. I love all three of those choices, and I think given, given the matchups in East Cage, they make good sense. So I'm, I might play the optimizer lineup tonight. It looks pretty good uh, in terms of what I had in mind. We also want to give thanks to our sponsors at FanDuel as a reminder that baseball is just around the corner. It's a week away, folks. Uh, I'm pretty excited about that too, AJ. Don't get stranded on first base without a Rotowire subscription, and don't miss out on this great offer. Make your first deposit on FanDuel today, and you'll get a free six-month Rotowire subscription. Go to FanDuel.com slash Rotowire wire to claim it you must be a new fanduel user in order to be eligible users may only establish one account on fanduel that's fanduel.com slash rotowire we invite you also to join us on thursdays when we take a fuller look at line of options as you know with a nhl version of the dfs fantasy sports pods that rotowire puts out every day for all sports we cover nba dfs on monday wednesdays uh, Mondays, Tuesdays, and Fridays of each week as well. And now we turn toward the home stretch of this episode with a look at the start of the week. You know, when you think about the Edmonton Oilers, you think about Connor McDavid, right? But Leon Dreisaitl is right there with him, AJ, and he's helped to raise the profile of his, of his club.
club. But I also mentioned Sergei Bravovsky for Columbus, and he's done a, a real turnaround over the last injury plague season that he had, and he's right at the top of the list in terms of top goalies in the league. So both these guys have have helped to drag their teams by the bootstraps and into the heavy heavyweight uh, division of the playoffs. Pretty excited about both uh, these teams and both these players right now. Yeah, I mean, if you were in uh, season-long playoffs and you had Dreisaitl in your lineup, there's almost no way you could have lost. He's averaging two points per game over his last seven contests, and he's really kind of burst uh, onto the scene this season in really what's just his second uh, full season in the league. And I look for him and Connor McDavid to form uh, a very powerful, dynamic duo, similar to what we've seen out of maybe Marchant and Bergeron for so long. Uh, And as for Bob... Uh, if he doesn't win the Vesna, I think it would be a travesty. I mean, he leads the league right now in goals against average, save percentage, and wins. And it's just one shutout uh, behind Braden Holby. And uh, then in terms of rant of the week, you know what, AJ? Sometimes I look for a teaching point. It's the coach in me coming out again this week. And I'm going to talk about hits from behind where the victims actually turn into the boards and make the thing look worse than it is and worse than it should have been. This is totally avoidable and yet another teaching moment, as I say. And so I want to highlight the fact that Roman Yossi uh, took a suspension because he hit the jackets. Oliver Bjorkstand, I mentioned that earlier in the, in the broadcast, costing Polak two game, a two-game suspension. Bjorkstand, for his part, could have avoided this contact almost completely when you look at the play. He had the edge on Polak in terms of skating uh, forward and Polak had, the, had an angle on him that thought he was going to get a piece of him. But at the last instant... Bjorkstrand slowed down and he actually turned into the boards. This is a dumb move, AJ. He could have either kept skating and maybe avoided the hit completely or stayed parallel to the boards and absorbed the hit entirely. This is, this is what you got to do when you go in into the boards. Don't go in there face first. Come in there at an angle so you got your shoulders that you can, uh, can absorb the hit instead of your face. Instead, this guy went face first and he gets a face plant into the glass and has missed a couple of games with that upper body injury. It's for the Uh, to emphasize the point it's the first suspension in Pollock's career he does play it tough but for the most part he plays it fair yeah it's such a fine line though I mean I I really don't envy the officials I mean there's so much going on on the ice and to be able to determine whether or not a player turned his back towards the play is such a hard call at the the end of the day I think these are the hits that we do want to eliminate and so I, I agree Paul I think it's on both the player taking the hit and the player delivering the hit to try and avoid these dangerous collisions. AJ, we're, we've had a great time with this thing all season long on the Statsman and uh, AJ Puckcast, and we've got a couple of weeks left before the serious shooting starts, but next week we're going to take a look at the playoff hunt and possibly tease some of the playoff matchups and maybe do the DFS thing again just as we did in this show. I hope our listeners enjoyed it, and I think we brought some good information today. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, if there's... If there's ever anything that our listeners, you know, want to hear out of the show, feel free to tweet at us and give us your ideas. We, you know, we're happy to take in any consider uh, any thoughts you might have out there on things that would help you, whether season long or DFS. Uh, feel free to tweet at us, and and we'll you know think about uh, adding that into the show. Very good. And that wraps it up for this week's podcast with Satsman and AJ. Remember to send your comments or questions on Twitter to follow me, Paul Bruno, at Satsman22. And you can follow AJ at AJScholes24. We ask you to look out for Podcast Hockey Pod every Tuesday so you can get all the latest news and our tips to stay ahead of the competition in your fantasy contest. So long, everybody.